everyone, welcome back to the Class 1A Podcast. As always, my name is Andrew Nimsgren, and today we get to do a character deep dive on one of my favorite characters. I know he's up there for Dylan too, but I'm kind of curious to see what his thoughts are as well. But we are finally going to go over All Might, talk about everything there is to know about All Might, or Toshinori Yagi, as he may be known to many more. But before we talk about him or anything else, Dylan, how are you doing? How are you feeling about this episode? We kind of Pick this topic last moment, but I think we're both excited for it. Yeah, so we're thinking about things to do before like uh, season five actually starts. And I think this was a really good topic because uh, our other co-host, James, absolutely did not want to talk about All Might. So the time to talk about him is That's now. That's why we never did it. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, so this perfect time for us to get our All Might episode in. We can kind of gush about him. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, that and obviously with... All Might being the 8th holder of One for All and now being passed on a Deku, we started getting a little bit of teases going into Season 5 that All for One may be expanding. We started seeing these dreams expanding, things such as that. And we got the mention from the second movie about Deku having more quirks. So I think Season 5 is definitely going to be a season where we learn more about All for One. I mean, One for All. So it makes even more sense that we talk about All Might going into Season 5, as that is just three weeks away yeah. now. But if this is your first character character deep dive, pretty much what we do is we give a little bit of a bio information on him, talk through the big moments, compare, and then for All Might, we each do kind of a special topic for each one. We're going to kind of compare him to other either anime mentors or dads, depending on how you want to see All Might in the series, and then just our overall thoughts and what we think is kind of the character next. But let's start it off going over just a little bit of information about Toshinori Yagi. He is the eighth um, symbol holder of One for All. He is the formal number one character as of the end of the fourth season of the anime, and he was known as a symbol of peace for an incredibly long time, and now he is a teacher at UA. I don't know exactly what he teaches. He's just a hero teacher. Like, he's not in front of a class or anything. He just comes in for whatever he wants there. But kind of going through it, we know very well of what his quirk is. Obviously, it's the main part of the series, but his main quirk is all for one. And he was quirkless, or at least so he said. I mean, one for all. I apologize. I always get those two messed up. His main quirk was one for all. And he was apparently quirkless going that, receiving it previously from Nana Shimura. So that's just a little bit about that. And obviously, I mean, I can read through, like usually we read through each one of his quirks, but... We pretty much know what his quirk does. It made him super strong, super fast, super durable, and pretty much the My Hero Academia version of Superman is the best way to describe who All Might was in this series going into it. And then we have seen multiple versions of the costume, obviously pretty much being some variation of red, white, blue, and then yellow with his very historic or just well-known ear-like hair pieces. I don't know how else to describe them. They're like antennas. They're like little antennas to things. Is that how you see him? We never really see his ears much, so I just think of him like ear-like thing, kind of like Mirko. But overall, still, like, what are your thoughts on his quirks, his costumes? Like, taking out of the story, just like, if you read his quirk on a sheet and looked at him, what were your thoughts about this character? Oh, on paper, All Might might be the most boring character of all time. Like, incredibly boring. He's just like Superman. He, like, if you just read through his Wikipedia and just kind of take out any of the mentions of kind of the bad start, he's basically unkillable. He has been the best at his job for the last 20, 30 years. I don't know how long it's been. And he can do anything. And we're not going to go too much into it, but we do get to see, like, one glimpse in Vigilantes of him at his full speed. 
because we never see this in the full series, but he cleans up like a whole herd of villains and then literally is sleeping on his way back to his base. In like, seconds. He is so strong. In seconds. That, yeah, he can, in seconds, he can clean it all up and deal with all this. And then he is so competent and skillful that he can sleep as he just jumped midair back across the country. I mean, that is how powerful a man this is and how anyone could ever think he fits into a series. It just doesn't make sense. But with how they do it and just kind of moving into a little bit more about how he works in the story and how he fits in the story is showing him of being this injured very early on and having this masquerade that he has to put on of still being the number one while being injured and only being able to do it for a couple hours a day was such a smart way. And you kind of knew that the second you met him, there's going to have to be some kind of handicap. Otherwise, how could Deku go on? But the quirk not being his own and having to hand it off, which obviously makes him weaker, the injury, and just his attitude change of going from, no, you can't be here because you're quirkless, to then changing that mindset and then being pretty much Deku's number one fan. The rest of the series is such a good way to put the focus on a Deku as a main character, but also keep All Might there as a remembrance of what he was, what Deku can be, and just overall continuing us to learn more about all, one for all. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Superman problem, right? As if you have this character that's unkillable, all strong, how do you make it compelling and interesting? Um, and they, they, they figured that out, which makes sense because Horikoshi is a huge fan of Western comics. So they yeah. solved this problem of how to make these characters interesting. And he kind of did that. And I, I do like how they nerfed him and kind of switched up his quirk and it turned him basically into someone who doesn't even fight anymore in the series. Like, I think the last season, all season four... He was just like chilling, right? Yeah. And he was yeah, still a good character. I think he went like into his main form for more than like a couple of scenes, and that was only for seconds, pretty much. And I think that was in the forest when they were training uh, his air blast. Yeah. I think that's literally the only time we saw him in this form most of the season. Yeah, and it made so, the series even better because I remember watching seasons one and two, and All Might would step in and do something, and I would always think, okay, this can't last. You can't just keep having All Might, you know, get strong yeah. for like a minute and save the day. There needs to be a breaking point, and I think they handled that transition well, and I think they did it at a point of where All Might, yeah, did kind of show up and just save the day, but, like, most of those situations was just set up. They were just setting up the series, getting things kind of in place and ready, getting Deku to, like, a competent level so he's not just blowing up his arms every day, um, and they finally got to that point, and they were like, all right, no more power, All Might. Good luck. Also, we're giving you a good send-off. And that now, now, yeah, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes, but also... They did it late enough in the series that I agree. Like, with the whole USJ arc, we knew he was going to show up. Everyone's going to save the day. They're not going to kill off half the class and the teacher in the very first season. Like, you knew that was going to happen. All Might was going to make it and find a way to win. And even going in with the whole Baku arc and the forest arc when he was coming to save the day, like, oh, of course he's going to win and, and save the day and all that kind of stuff. You just expected him to take the turn. But it gave us enough time, one, to meet and know more about other pro heroes to kind of fill those slots because obviously they're still just students and they're going to need help enough time for us to actually care and learn more about the students because if they did this at the end of season one it feel kind of weird going into season two because the students weren't ready at that point i mean deku was still blowing off his arms more or less at that point so they did it at the perfect time of when they took him out of the series as at least a power object and more into a mental object which i really appreciated but i guess a couple last things before we go through a couple of his moments because he doesn't have many big moments he is very much a side character, despite being All Might. He's a side character outside of two or three big fights. And then moments outside of that, he doesn't really do too much. But 
So a couple of other things we know about him. We don't know anything about his parents. They never really mentioned that. We did know who we got it from his previous mentor and that that is, um, he had a secret fight with all for one and one for all had a secret fight. And that's how he got his injury. Um, he studied in America at college, which is where he gets the whole California smash where he gets the American kind of part from and he's teased for being an American throughout the series. And I want to hold on to the whole American aspect to talk more about it, but we still just have no idea why the hell he did it. Like, I think it's so cool that he went over there and that he had that moment. And that's where the, all the Carolina smashes at. He spent the time with David Shield and all that. We had the whole movie on it. Basically. I just want to know why he did it at that point when he was so powerful. Well, I, I think the thing is, is he went over there for college. Like we, we know he went to like a hero. But no one else goes to college, but he went to hero it's college. The entire series. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why he did it. Um, but like clearly, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's like a very, like, it is also a non-American thing to go to American schools, like to, to study abroad. Like that's a very common thing. Like you wouldn't really think twice on if you say like, oh, like this person from high school. Yeah, they went and they ended up studying in like France or whatever. Like that's a that's just like a normal thing that happens. Um, I think us as Americans, like we don't really travel abroad to study, like especially in college. No. Um, so that's that's not as a thing that's like ingrained as much. But yeah, it's no, like kind of no. Normal. And I get that. I know where it's definitely just kind of our perspective, but. It's just funny that there's no mention of anyone else. All Might's still probably one of the strongest people in the oh, world yeah. at the point he's going to college. So, like, why aren't you in Japan protecting Japan? Like, it just, it seemed like he just went there for the college experience to meet some girls and have a good time. Like, I don't well, know no, why that does seem be... like All Might, though. It's because he's like, I know it's kind of I dumb. I just don't get it. I, I just don't, like, I wish we just gave us, like, a 20 page, like, explanation of why he went to college. Like, Someone had to ask the question before, and Horror Course, you probably has an answer. But no, I'm hanging on to this unnecessarily because I just love thinking about it because it makes no sense, except that it's really cool. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with things just being really cool in um, the series. But okay, let's start moving into a couple of the bigger moments in the series. And I think the first one we have to start with is obviously the very first episode where he meets Deku. He faces off against the Sludge Monster twice, more or less. And we get a glimpse of how he is at the beginning of the series. We learn that he is all-powerful. He literally defeated the Sludge Monster in a single punch. Very much used to the fans and all that, giving Deku the signature. And we're seeing very much kind of a cocky but fast-moving hero, which we learn is because that he has his time restrictive friction. And when he has to do anything hero work, he has to do it very, very quickly. We meet that. He asks Deku not to tell anyone on the fan boards but also says that, no, you can't be a hero. And then later on, when he doesn't have the power and Baku was captured by the sludge monster, he's sitting there almost powerless. And then at the reaction of seeing Deku run in, he one then gets over the restraint and powers up and takes out the sludge monster, one punch, literally changing the weather, and then also having a conversation at the end of the episode where he then explains how his quirk works. It can be passed down and saying that, yes, you could be a hero. This is our first interaction to him, and definitely not what you would have expected based off how Deku was, but I love this first episode no matter how many times I watch it, and how he interacts and has this quick mental change after seeing how Deku reacts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good way to set up the series, and it's also, like, a good good little, like, punchline, because, like, like, Deku gives this impassioned you know, speech. He's like, can I be a hero? And all my just like, no. <laughs> No, no. Go be a police officer. Yeah, they, 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 they do good too. Yeah, and, and I think that's really good because 
it, it the writing still sets it up to be like oh is all my actually just one of those like strong people that are jerks like is it like I Cap- don't meet so your celebrities yeah like captain celebrity when we first meet him on how he's like super strong but he also he was just kind of a jerk too um so i i think they set that up really well and kept the mystery kind of going a little bit and i don't know the the first episode is perfect it's such a perfect opener it is it, it, it's really good and I'm also glad that they restricted him to kind of being quirkless and not having a path forward to only one episode. Because I think seeing him get bullied for multiple episodes at the beginning of this show would have been kind of a downer and mood much slower. But at the pace at which he meets All Might as hero, he gets shot down. Then he has that hero-like moment and said, like, oh, no, I changed my mind. You could do it. And they instantly pretty much go into the training arc right away instead of wasting any time. Like, even with uh, a show like Demon Slayer, like, it takes a good three or four episodes before he even makes like any progress moving forward of like starting to hunt demons. Like it takes him a while to get to that point. While in my hero at the end of the first episode, like great, he's going to get this super powerful quirk. He just needs to train for it. So I like how quickly they get into that and move forward and have all my just being there as a mentor rather than playing like, Oh, are they down the road going to like team up and like have some kind of better interaction or showdown or something like that? Like, Nope. We very much see like, Deku's going to be main character, and this is his path forward, which I think is what makes that sort of great. Yeah, I think there's plenty of series that could do that. You know, you can have the slow burn or whatever, and it will make it better. Not, not my hero. Just, just give me the goods for this part, right? They just skip the they 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 skip the the long intro there. They just get into the good stuff, which I really appreciate. I think it fits the tone of the show overall really well. Yeah, and then going through kind of just steps forward. We have him obviously training alongside Deku, very much Deku being early on, taking pictures of him crying and all that. Kind of being a dick still, but a supportive dick. Um, Building out the training plan, and then we have him give Deku his quirk right at the last minute minute before going into where we get the historic line of making him eat his hair, which is always a very funny moment no matter how many times you watch it. And then the reveal that he's working at UA after Deku does pass it and admitting him into UA as a hero program. Anything for those couple little moments you wanted to talk about? Otherwise, no, pretty I, self-explanatory, I think, cool moments. I think there's just some really iconic panels that ended up getting drawn there as well. Like the scene like on the beach, the scene of where he says, you can be a hero. Like, I don't know like what Horikoshi was doing at this moment. Like he had all his really good ideas ready and just drew like really iconic scenes in the first like 10 chapters. Yeah, there's a really good moment so that no matter how many times I've watched the series multiple times. I always get a little chills or smile a little bigger than normal or laugh at some of the lines. Like the first season really is a masterpiece. And I think a lot of that is because of the unique relationship between Deku and All Might, which definitely changes more to a very father-like figure as the season goes on. So you don't get that same energy from those two um, down the road. But pretty much the next time after there's training moments, All Might's always on the side watching Deku, trying to give him little tips here and there about how to control his quirk. But the next time we really see a lot of All Might, and he's the main aspect of it, is at the USJ arc, at the very end of it when he comes to save the day, where obviously Shigaraki and all the crew came to pretty much kill All Might, that they knew he was going to be there, even though he didn't end up being there, and that they had the Nomu here to kill him. And that ultimately, the Nomu stood no chance, as he learned it was just literally resistant to his punches, so he just punched harder and faster and, <laughs> and blasted it into space. Is that pretty much how the went? But again... A great show of his power, how he interacts with villains, and that ultimately there is really nothing that can defeat him despite them coming and saying, like, oh, we're confident we can kill him. And they showed that even when you build something specifically to take down All Might, he is still that incredibly strong. 
Yeah, and this is the perfect kind of fight that I like when you're using a character like All Might, of where you go up against this Nomu, he starts punching, and he goes, well, this has been specifically designed to be anti-All Might. And then All Might goes, okay, but what if I punched really hard? Yeah. And it's so, and it's super hype. It's so good. Oh, and the music, yeah. I mean, it very much gives the same energy of, like, the power of friendship. I'm like, oh, I'm pushing hard, but it's resistant against me, so I'm just going to punch harder. Like, it doesn't make sense, but it's still hype every time. The energy, the music there, watching all the students do it. And, but we did see moments there of his weakness, of his side being grabbed, that he's not going to last forever, and that the Nomu did probably have him there until the student stepped in and helped him, which I very much appreciated that. Even early on when All Might was still incredibly strong and had a couple hours to fight each day, he still needed the students that we're going to see that the students were going to become part and that All Might was eventually going to be overshadowed by Bakugo, Todoroki, Deku, these characters that come to the rescue and that they were going to be the main stars eventually, despite All Might being there, which I think set up the expectations going into season two as this was the final episode of season one um, very well. That like All Might's time is only going to be limited still, but when he is here, he's going to be incredibly strong. But outside of that, I mean, unless you have anything else there, I think the next one is going to be the final exams probably is the next big one. I mean, I think there's other couple of moments there, but between that and um, USJ, there's not too many moments of outside of the mentoring and all that, but this is going to be, for those of you that don't remember, and I forget this arc, exists sometimes but this is going to be the bakugo and deku fight versus all might where he is just trying to get them to work together and have any kind of teamwork because they've specifically put them together but bakugo and deku continue not to do that and that even with i forgot like exactly how much it weighed maybe it's in here somewhere but he's wearing um these incredibly heavy bracelets to handicap himself when doing it but he can still move pretty much at the speed of light and that he is still incredibly strong and I just love seeing these three fight, obviously being three of the main characters. Deku has some control of his power. Bakugo's being Bakugo. And just seeing how All Might kind of moves in a combat against other skilled heroes. I just think this is a cool, it's a very short moment and not as rememberable as his other ones, but it's still a very cool fight. Yeah, I, I, I really like this scene because this is really the culmination of where we start talking about the underlying issues in Deku and Bakugo's like friendship. Like, it's like the weird dynamic they have and like why they fight all the time and how they're actually like, they're like enemies, but they're also really good friends. And they both look up to All Might, but in two different ways. And like Bakugo has these like resentments that like All Might is kind of doting on him so much. And he's not like paying attention to Bakugo, even though that All Might or uh, that Bakugo wants to surpass All Might. And I think all that comes together with just a fight and they talk very little and it says a lot. And it's it's such a perfect scene. Also, we get evil all night. He has his like evil look in yeah, his eyes, true. which is such a good scene. I love it. I love when he goes into his method method acting. He does that a couple of times of when he really gets into like a different attitude. And I and I do appreciate that. Very much gives me the like Eda energy of when yes, he just tries yes. a little too hard of being the villain, and that's always really fun. Um, so we have that, and then I guess historically we have the I Island does take place between this and the next big moment. I know you hate the movie. We won't talk too much about it, but we get to learn. This is when we learn about the David Shield and his whole back history and more about him in college and all powerful and all that. I mean, he has a final fight at the end. Otherwise, he's pretty much not a part of the entire movie. So 
I don't think we really need to talk about him against Wolfram too much. Pretty much him and Deku have a combined, what is it, like New Hampshire smash or something together, which was a cool moment, but not too much to talk about for character growth because it was a more or less non-canon movie. But outside of that, the next going to be one, and pretty much the final one is going to be the hideout raid arc or the Kamino arc, however you want to remember it as, which obviously first starts with him breaking in and saving Bakugo for a second there while taking down the League of Villains pretty quickly and then Nomu showing up and then him heading across town to the other hideout where All for One has shown up and we do have the showdown between All for One, a little bit of the League of Villains in there, but quickly that is taken care of and it is just going to be All for One versus One for All, All Might in a final battle here where we get to see so much emotion all Might's power finally dwindling, and then his final and master attack being United States of Smash with the touching and chill-inducing moment afterwards of saying your next afterwards, thinking and pointing to Deku through the camera. What a send-off for a character. I know he doesn't die when you say send-off, but for the point of what we're talking about, this is a send-off of the All Might we knew, and pretty much he's a different character the rest of the season. This is when he moves from All Might to Toshinori Yagi, pretty much. Is that he's no longer anything but a hero in name. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I could just rewatch every time. I'm like, oh, I wish All Might got more screen time. I'm like, nope. I'll go rewatch this and all those feelings will go away. Because this is the best and only way you send off All Might. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people have the same sentiment. But I wish they would have killed him off here even though i really really, really? i really Completely like all might. Kill him off. i really like all might i think he's really great but i think it could have added a lot to the story if you just killed off deku's mentor in this way right here so publicly because i think i think that still goes it, it pushes the story along its current path perfectly like it's it it, it doesn't it doesn't like derail anything um but i think it leaves a bigger lasting emotional like uh punch and it solidifies the idea that like no one is safe in this sh uh, in the show, which you know, surprise, no one is going to be safe in this. Like, but that would have been the first death of the entire series being All Might, and that would have been incredible. That would have, I think. So I think that scene is one of my favorite scenes of all time. In, yes, in, a, in a fight, easily. in a fight scene, there's two ways you can go with it. You could either have incredible visuals, um, or you can have incredible uh, choreography. Or like a lot of emotion behind it. So I guess three ways. And the choreography in in uh in My Hero isn't great. Like they they don't play up the choreography to be anything crazy. It's not it's not Jujutsu Kaisen or anything. Um, but what it does do is it shows visuals and it shows emotion really well. And the way that this scene is drawn, like they have the big hard like pencil sketches into it. Uh, they have the emotion behind it. It makes it one of my favorite scenes of all time. I think it would have been one of the greatest scenes of all time if they actually killed him at the end. I agree with that. I'm thinking like, oh, well, how is Decker going to continue to advance? And I, I think from a percentage-wise, he continues to advance. I think of anything that causes him to pretty much do an instant increase, that he, his emotions just like, oh, instant level up. And that like I'm sure he'd figure out the air cannon eventually like after watching notes or watching an old clip or something like thinking about some of that the only thing i worry about is what nine says on the island is if there are other quirk decus is going to inherit of that being too much and who how do you explain that without all might there i don't think deku 
is capable of explaining that. I don't think that it, uh, like, All Might needs to be there for the explanation of whenever I'm assuming One for All is going to be revealed to the public. I don't think we make it through the entire series. Bakugo knows already. I think eventually it is going to be uh, revealed to the general public. And without All Might there, no one believes his story. Because you need them both there. And I think that's where the one part of why he had to die. I agree in so many ways it makes the fight better. It makes some of Deku's growth better. But I think in the long run he has to be there for at least the public reveal of One for All. And then after that, I agree he can die off. But that I, sounds but bad, I think but we I, missed we missed the like the punch of it though, like like we missed where like it was like the peak of where it would have been perfect for him because if he just died randomly like it's not it's not impactful and it's basically like why would you do this? I think there's ways around it. Um, I think Horikoshi could have written like whatever yeah. he's gonna do with the series like he could have figured that out. Um, I don't know like if one for all needs to be revealed to the public anyways. So like, I hope it is. I mean, I I, th- I think I think it it's it's been a secret for so long. All Might did fine with not telling people about it. Like that's true. There has been eight generations now. I guess nine of Deku being the ninth holder, of it not being revealed. So that is true. That has been a secret forever. So it might not get revealed at some point. That's a really good point there. But I agree. But I just think from a story point, excuse me, outside of just being a mentor, All Might is theoretically dead. And I, I think that's why it is still so emotional there that All Might is dead and just Toshinori Yagi survives, which is why it's emotional for me that I don't know how much more emotional it is if he dies. I think in the moment it is, but I, I think that the first time watching him die is the same. But going back, I think it's as emotional every single time because he survives and how much that is. That if you watch him die, I don't think that emotions you feel the first time he dies stays and rewatches. I guess that's not always a great way to judge shows on how rewatch it is and those emotions. But I think this is something we're just going to disagree with. That is a really interesting moment. I agree that he could be written off for the rest of the series and Deku would be fine, which I think is also really good writing of taking a Superman out of the show is that whether he's there or not, he's very much fun to have on the sidelines, but it's okay that he's theoretically out of the story, which is sad only what two and a half, three seasons in. He's pretty much irrelevant, and we're assuming there's at least two or three more seasons minimum at this point. Yeah. But I think that's really a lot of the big moments, just kind of looking through it. Obviously, he's around for like some of the super move training and giving feedback there, which is where Deku learns, like, oh, I can kick instead of punch, which is still what a reveal. What a reveal, guys. Um, The school festival, he's around a little bit, but pretty much like we said, he's not in the... Uh, Shihaski arc at all. I don't think he really shows up. There's mentions of him, and we do learn a little bit about his relationship with Sir Night Eye. Would really be the one kind of all mind moment we learn about season four and the whole prophecy that pretty much he set out that, like, hey, you're going to pretty much die to a villain one day, which is still really interesting that he did see that. Sir Night Eye saw that he is going to die to a villain at one point, and I'm pretty sh- sure his visions are always accurate. So I think that is still coming for All Might at some point. We don't know when, how, what monster, why he's even in a fight when he can't really do much. So that is the one part of All Might's character that we still have left that we know is coming in. We know that the end is inimitant. Yeah, I, I do like that reveal. I think it's I think it keeps this story a little bit interesting for what's going to happen with All Might. So I'm glad that they did that. And I think it's something that um, Horikoshi could just throw out now. 
Like it's it's he, he's waiting for it. He's waiting for it, and he's waiting to put it into the story in an interesting way. I'm sure he has like the pillar of what it's supposed to be already written, just kind of waiting for the series to get to that point. Oh yeah, he has all my death scripted out already. He's just waiting for the right time where it fits in the series. Yeah, I think I think he has be... a couple things scripted out. I think it's like that. Whatever the end of the series is going to be, he probably has scripted out already. It's just kind of waiting to go along the path. Yeah, definitely. But I guess outside of that, the next one, though, kind of the topic specific um, to All Might is talking a little bit about him being AKA Deku's dad, but also kind of a mentor to him. And just comparing him, we're just thinking about him in that aspect of how good of a job does he do that in this series compared to other ones. So a couple other ones I think of is Jiraiya, Master Whatever from Dragon Ball. We see Jojo, uh, God, I'm uh, the sensei from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen now. And just kind of thinking of how much of a different kind of mentor he is in this series versus others. And if you really had any thoughts on him in that. Yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. I think he's pretty interesting when it comes to this regard because his personality is very much of like, he's very, uh, he's a very strong character. Um, but he has like the, you know, the funny dual dichotomy of like literally the big all might, like super strong, like I am here and then deflates and is kind of like spurting up blood, right? So there's always yep. the comedic part of it, like the, the two sides of where he can be really serious, but also kind of funny at the same time. Also, he's like kind of dumb, but he's also really insightful in, in areas. I think in terms of a mentor, he's pretty unique. Thinking of like how to compare him with others, I do see him a little bit like Master Roshi in the fact of like he has this like hidden like strongness within him, like literally like within him. Um, but the personality, like not quite. Master Roshi is a very like, uh, a, a very uh, horny character uh, is the yeah. best way to Jir- put it. I, I was about to compare Jiraiya to him as well. Yeah. Is that he has the very powerful, very joking full sides, but also very horny, which is not all but I at think, all. I think this is like the really good evolution of what that is, right? Is because yeah. they, they figure out what makes these characters like strong and important and a mentor, but also funny. And they're like, let's just make them like a horny old man. Instead of doing yeah, that, they, they were, shove all that horniness in Manetta instead, which I'm okay with. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 put, it, they put it in a different conduit, and they were like, let's just make <laughs> him, like, kind of like, not like a slapstick character, but, like, kind of like that. He's, he's like, a lot of his comedy is very physical. Uh, he's in his small form. He's in his big form. His face is, like, incredibly detailed with, like, dark lines and stuff. Like, I don't know. He's, I, I like the comedy yeah. that All Might brings. I think it's really funny. I agree. And I definitely see he is more almost begging or think I think he sees Deku earlier on in the same level as him much earlier than other masters. I think the master student relationship stays very long, but I think after pretty much the Kamino arc, when he's begging Deku's mom to let him come and stay at the dorms. Like I think even before that he saw him on a very similar level. And maybe when Deku jumped over and saved Bakugo during the Kamino arc and all that, he saw him as the next holder of all for one rather than as a student under him very early on, which I think is what changed the dynamic a lot to a lot of other ones. Kakashi thought of him pretty much as a student until Naruto became a god. And I guess I don't know much about Dragon Ball, but I just feel like a lot of these sensei says see him as they know that one day they're going to be more powerful, but when you're with me, you're still my student. You're going to learn from me. Well, with All Might and Deku, it's like, no, we both can move forward together and I can show you what I know, but you were already at the level that I am outside of power level, but you're already this 
god tier person in the universe you just need to get to your max potential which i really really like yeah he he definitely switches his tone from being like a mentor teacher to being like a dad and a coach kind of instead of as soon as he gets into ua that shift happens yeah i i think i think the big moment that tips me off is actually after the season after the camino fight i think it's when they're I can't remember. I remember them being in the gym. I think it's when Deku is like learning his kicks and you yeah. see All Might with like the um how to teach for dummies book. And like he's like actually like putting a lot of effort into like trying to become like a good teacher, not only for Deku, but like for Bakugo as well. And like that is the shift for me of where he switches kind of gears and isn't like the strong like you need to come to my level kind of mentor and more of like I'm gonna push you to be your best, like kind of mentality and i i really like that shift and i think i don't know i i think he's such a cool character he does come across as a dad and we read we read the fanfics uh, a couple weeks ago and the person who was writing the one i was reading kind of dove into this like mentality of how much he like looks at deku like a son and i think yeah. i don't know i like that dynamic it's cool especially since deku's dad is not there also he might be a villain and never will be yeah who, who knows who knows what the hell deku's dad is at this point but no i agree i i, I love the relationship there i just want to talk about it kind of briefly to um just talk about it because it is very much apparent and a lot of the memes or fanfics always mention him as a dad very mentally figure but i feel like it's something we had to at least mention briefly but i guess the last one is just your overall thoughts on all might and then what do you think is next for him I think, I mean, I, I love the character. I think he's really awesome. I, I think they solved the Superman problem with him super, super well. And I, I love the comedy that he brings to the show. I think the show needs to be balanced with like these serious moments and these lighthearted moments. And All Might is the embodiment of balancing those two together. Yeah. Uh, he brings a lot of really cool lore with him. And what's next for the character? I really don't know. I think it's a little bit tough because you have to think, where does he ultimately end up? We know that he's going to die to a villain. How do we make that compelling and interesting? Especially since he's such a non-character right now. He's like always kind of just like hanging out in the back, kind of doing his own thing. He's not really a main character. So how do we get to that point in a, in a good way? I think, I, I think we're going to have to get into some sort of backstory. He's, he, we're going to have to bring All Might out, whether that's maybe All Might needs to take the, the, you know, the students to America for some reason. Or maybe like they need to go there and he needs to navigate them around uh, America. Something needs to happen of where All Might needs to step up into the story and then die to a villain and then step out. I just yeah. don't know how to do that. I agree. I mean, obviously for one of my feelings, I'm like, if you're watching a video right now, I have an All Might Funko and plushie like right behind me on my shelf. So I'm obviously a huge fan of All Might. He's definitely one of my favorite characters in the show. And, and he's really... You could find versions of him in other shows, but I really think he is a one-of-a-kind character in a show, and I love him so much because of that, and, and it's changed throughout the show. So, taking out of that, he's one of my favorite characters. I don't have much else to say on that. But where he goes forward, I think for now, I think he's going to continue to be sidelined. I think he's going to continue and maybe give a little bit of background. We don't know very, very little about All for One. That's, I think, I mean, one for all. Jesus, why do I still mess that up? After four, after how many years? But um, I think there's going to be some explanation of the quirk a little bit. I, I really hold on to Nine's comment of the multiple quirks for whatever reason. I think that's going to come out eventually, especially with how much has been teased in the trailers, in the marketing pieces. That is going to come to fruition this season. 
whether you guys wanted to or not, I think another quirk or something like that is coming out this season. And I think that's where All Might is going to shine. But outside of the explanation of how the quirk works, I think All Might is continuing to be sidelined. And I don't know if we see All Might die on screen in the main series. Oh, we have I think to. If there's, we have I to. think if there's a next generation or something like that, it could happen there. But I don't think he's going to die. No, no shot. No shot. He's absolutely going to die. And it's going to be one of the final moments of the series. They, they have no, to include it. We're not going to get the series in how we want. I think it is literally going to be... I don't think we're going to love how the series ends. Because there's going to be so many unanswered questions that we never get and want. And I think All Might's death is going to be one of them. Which is horrible. And I hate no, to no, say there, that. There is two but things. it is going to be a string that is left uncut. There's two things we haven't seen. We haven't seen the famous fight between him and All for One. We won't see that. And I, we haven't, we haven't seen his death, obviously. If we don't get these two scenes, I'm going to be so upset. There's we like, don't get both of them. So you got to pick one. I'm telling you that now. You get one of those two moments. You can't make you me choose. You have to pick it. No, you can't make me choose. You can't make me choose between I, the two. Like, I think All Might is so far back that, and Deku's becoming powerful enough at this point, and Bakugo and Todoroki, and even Endeavor is starting to get some spot. Like, like so, and Hawks are in the picture now. Like, all these pro heroes are in the picture now that there are so many other characters that give so much limelight to and have their own big moments that All Might coming back in and watching a one-two episode fight of him fight all from one, and then some hum somehow being in danger and dying to a monster, like, him coming back to the forefront out of nowhere after being a side character for what I'm assuming is going to be a season or two at least now just feels out of place. So that's why I'm confident we're not going to get both those. And I am sorry to all you people that want them, but I don't think we're going to get them. And I think what we get is All Might now. I don't think we'll have a better moment with All Might than what we've already had the rest of the season, the rest of the show. I think All Might's character has peaked and now he is a sidelined mentor character for the rest of the show. All as right, much well, as I love him. Well, are you done crushing crushing our dreams here, Andrew? <laughs> I'm sorry. You wanted my thoughts. That's why I mean I think I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Well, I, I, I do agree is. with that we're not gonna get both in the series proper. I'm still holding out. I at this point, I don't think we're gonna get that uh the one for all, all for one fight in Vigilantes. But I think we're gonna if we get that fight, it will be in a vigilantes type series. Yes. But I still really do think that uh, All Might is going to die in the main series. I think we will get that. What if we got an early All Might series? I think it might be boring because then... Yeah, have, he's so yeah. strong. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But whatever. So let's start to wrap this up. I am sorry for being more negative towards the end, but I mean, that's how you wrap up of what's next for the character. Um, I love talking about this. Thank you so much for talking with me, Dylan. And obviously with how this is, this is going to go on YouTube right now. So if you're watching YouTube, please make sure... To subscribe, like, leave your comments on what what did you think about All Might? What do you think about his feature is? And some of your favorite moments if you missed any of them. Or if you're on the podcasting platforms, make sure to listen, download, and then leave a five-star review. You can always leave your thoughts in there as well. But if you're there, you can always send an email to contact at poppedoff.com and send your thoughts in there. We'll answer that back. Or send us a Twitter DM at class1apod. And we'll always talk about that, respond back, hopefully, and do all that. So any interaction you guys want, wherever you want to do it, we're always happy for it. But... Thank you so much for listening to us talk about All Might for what almost 40 minutes now. It was really fun. But we're taking off. We'll see you next Saturday with another Vigilantes episode. 
right? No, is next week Vigilantes, yeah, or are we doing be. the season four primer? Wait, both. Uh, we have recap. both for them. We have both. So we're go- next week is going to be really packed. That we're going to have a Vigilantes chapter. We're going to have a season four recap, and then we're going to have a manga chapter review on Sunday as well. Yeah. So I, I guess a small thing to put in here is uh, Vigilantes. Uh, the episodes we're going to do that in addition to the other series the main series um but both will be in this feed so if you're following us for the vigilantes episodes don't worry they're still going to come here and you can still listen to them here awesome but thank you so much for listening and we'll all see you back here next week for our content every week thank you all for listening